1.7 billion were there for his birth. 220 countries tuned in for his first step. The world stood still for that stolen kiss. And as he grew, so did the technology. An entire human life recorded on an intricate network of hidden cameras and broadcast live and unedited 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to an audience around the globe. Coming to you now from Sea Haven Island, enclosed in the largest studio ever constructed, and along with the Great Wall of China, one of only two man-made structures visible from space, now in its 30th great year, it's The Truman Show! Here we are on the podcast. Um, this week, you need to uh, make sure you're in position one, uh, get your product placement ready, and pull out your map of Fiji. This week, it's talk, time to talk about The Truman Show on 100 Movies I Love. 100 Movies You Love. Yeah, and um, this is a pretty unique movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a... Uh... Well, there have been variations on the theme about this yeah. TV. Right, mind, right, uh, right. Uh, by the way, my name is Paul Conlon, and sitting across from me is Jason yeah. Martin. Yeah. These are the movies that he loves, his top 100 movies. Yes, yes. And um, this uh, movie, when it came out, it was like, uh, it was a big deal because, um, you know, I mean, first of all, it was a Jim Carrey movie back when he was enormous. Yes. Uh, but also, it was um, a time where, he actually took um, less than his normal money to do this movie. His asking price at the time famously was $20 million for The Cable Guy. And The Cable Guy, even though I liked it, was uh, was not a huge success like everyone expected. You know, I did not like The Cable Guy. No? No. It was one of those movies, and I don't know if it was just, he was just too annoying. Yeah. I mean, in Dumb and Dumber, he was annoying, but there was kind of a lovable quality to him. Yeah. And The Cable Guy, that lovable quality was not there to me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't think Kevin Guy was great, but you know, I liked it. I didn't see the hate so much for it. And, and Matthew Broderick's character, uh, I think maybe it was miscast. I, yeah, I, I understand that the, the put upon character. But I don't think Broderick really was the one to uh, I don't know fit that role. True, true. I mean, he, he's done similar type roles, put upon mm-hmm. characters, but I don't know something. Maybe it's just he didn't play well against Carrie. I don't know. Yeah, but that's a different movie. Just yeah, we're talking about the Truman Show. Yeah, the Truman Show, and uh, it uh, it opens up. It has uh, uh, Ed Harris' character Kristoff, uh, who's the director of a show called the Truman Show, and uh, he he says uh, it's not always Shakespeare, but it's genuine. Yeah, and uh, there, um, you know, you get the you get a little thing up front talking about. Uh, you know, talking about what they're doing, the experiment or whatever you want to call it, they've been doing since uh, Truman was born. Um, and uh, you get to meet uh, Laura Linney pretty early on. And Meryl. She's, Meryl. She's talking about her, uh, you know, her role. <laughs> um, and it says, it shows, uh, it says day 10,909. Um, 
So you get an idea that's been going for a very, very long time. Nearly 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> you see um, uh, Truman leaving the house and uh, the family across the street is waving to him. And, uh, you know, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening and good night. And uh, uh, well remembered line. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, and uh, right away, right when he's getting in the car, you see a camera come crashing from the sky. Yeah, I noticed for the first time, uh, I guess I hadn't paid attention before, but uh, yeah, the, early, movie, I mean. the movie starts out as the show, the Truman Show. Yeah. The credits are for the characters yes. in the Truman Show. Yeah. And there are no credits for any of our real life actors, Jim Carrey, right. Ed Harris. Right. That. That, they are not there. This is the Truman Show. And it puts you right in the Truman yeah. Show and goes from there. Yeah. Um, and there are no credits till the end. Which is interesting choice there to do all that. Yeah, it was, and I had forgotten how fast. You know, I said camera, but it was actually a light that crashes to the ground. Um, how fast they get into the start to break the illusion of the, the Truman light. starting to figure out something's not the quite light. Right. Light itself, right, is is just odd. Yeah, and then they go right to the uh, the uh, the radio saying, "Oh, well, there's a plane flying over. Parts are falling yeah. off if you were." All over town. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, explanation for Truman. Yeah, um, and I think those two things combined were probably part of the kickoff because you know, one, there's something that falls right in front of him. He picks it up, and it's obviously a light. Right, and there's so nothing like, in the sky. There's nothing. In the there's sky. not a cloud. There's yeah. not a plane. There's no way nothing. this is going to a plane. No. More likely, it didn't. And then on the radio, it says something fell from the plane. Mm-hmm. A great explanation. And even if he didn't consciously think about it, then I'm sure subconsciously he was like. Mm-hmm. These two things are related, but they're not not what really happened. Right. There's no way to make sense of it, but you know something's off. Yeah. Really. And you see the uh, the neighbor right before that, the neighbor taking his garbage can, and it's obvious there's a camera right in the center yes. of the garbage can. <laughs> and and the, that neighbor did that all the time, and Truman <laughs> never noticed it. And yeah. that's because, you know, as time goes on, you realize that this is Truman's world. Mm-hmm. And as uh, the character of Christoph says, we, we live in the prison we, we put ourselves in. Mm-hmm. Or some accept the reality that we're accept, given. Yeah, accept the reality we're given. And you don't know any better. Right. And Truman doesn't know any better. Right. This right. is the world he's in. That's a garbage can. It's not yeah. a garbage can with a camera that we see because right. we know better. Right. Our world is different. In his world, that's his neighbor carrying a garbage can. Yes. Yeah. In fact, in our world, you almost never would see someone carrying a garbage can like that. No, no. Holding it up high, right? Everyone drags it around, or it's on wheels, or right. it's really big, right? Um, so it's a little odd, yeah. Uh, as well as the town itself is not a normal type town. It looks like a made town, a, a right. fake town, something, right? A, a, a set. It looks like, but it is to us, yeah. But to him, it's all he knows. Yeah, and they actually used a. Uh, I can't remember. Is the town called Sea Haven? I think? The, the Sea Haven is the, the town, but the real town is Seaside, Florida, which was a very planned town. Yes. So they picked a town that already looks very artificial, really, because it's very planned out. And so they used a town that was a uh, yes, Florida. Yes. And then you also see the dog, the neighbor's dog, barking at him. So you, you don't know yet, but they're instilling a fear yeah. of dogs to a reason to keep him. From the travel too, the, yes. those dogs. And they're reinforcing the fear dogs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you see the uh, when he's walking into town, you see the twins. Um, 
cornering him to talk to him. And pushing him against the wall and you're like, product placement right now. Right, right. Kaiser Chicken, which is where Kaiser his friend uh, used to work. Marlon works at, or used to work at, yeah. And uh, and those twins uh, were actually guys that were, they put them in the movie, they were guys that were actually in charge of like helping out on the movie, like, like I don't know, coordinating like people where people would go and they weren't like necessarily actors and they realized they were great. They just put them in a movie and they, uh, you know, just, they just happen to work out. Um, and uh, you see him, he's an insurance agent and he's working. Uh, and uh, you have Peter Krause uh, playing his boss. Um, and uh, you see him talking to the, uh, talking on the phone secretively. And he's, he's looking for. Uh, right away you realize he's looking for now. He's looking for right. something. Right. You don't realize it's the girl. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's looking for someone in Fiji. You don't know what's going on. Right. He's got, he's got a couple of different names. And yeah. uh, and we, of course, aren't told. No. Storyline, which is a, it's a classic storytelling technique. We're, we're given all these mysterious things that the characters know a lot about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Tarantino talked about this when, with the with True Lies. Mm-hmm. You're giving all of these mysterious things up front that the characters know a lot about. Right. And then you move into the phase where we know all the stuff and they're discovering Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, that's good. Cause yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, because you can't really, I mean, you can barely hear him, hear him say Fiji. Yeah. You, know, later, you know, later on, okay, it was Fiji, but if you're, you know, just normal first time you're watching it, you're probably not going to pick up on that. And why would it be Fiji? That doesn't, who knows? Why would that make sense? Um, and his boss pushes him to uh, go see some uh, whatever, Someone off the island. Right. Bar Harbor or yes. Bar Island or something like that. And uh, so he buys a ticket for the ferry ride. And you see the uh, – and the guy, the guy asked him one way or return. He's like – And I think all of that was return. designed. It was psychologically designed to reinforce his fear right. of getting on a boat, getting across the water. You know, you have to go. Right. He, he's forced. It's a red front. You have to go or else. Everything's on the line. Mm-hmm. So he goes, you know, I'm going to do it. He buys a ticket. Ticket taker. One way or round trip. One way means I'm not coming back. What's, what's going to happen? Right, right. The, 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 he knows he's going back, but why would he ask me one way? Yeah. Maybe it's going to sink or something like that. And then, of course, all that leads up to the, the completely empty but narrow dock going to the boat. Right, right. You know. And also, there's a, there's a rowboat. Yes, it's sunk, which is similar on the edge of the dock to the robot he was in when he yeah. was in uh, when he had right, which we don't know yet. No, but yet. that that robot is it's right there. Sunk, it's completely sunk. Yes, <laughs> so it's all designed to psychologically cripple him. Yeah, and also the guy who sells him the ferry ticket is actually you see behind him, he's looking out yes. the window at Truman. And at the time, way too attentive. Attentive. You know. Truman didn't see that. He's not looking, <laughs> and we we see that right. So again, this is something that um, we don't know what's going on. Well, we kind of do because we know what the whole concept is. Mm-hmm. Um, but why is this guy staring at? Mm-hmm. We don't really know what that is. But later on, we realize that it's really because just too many of these day actors are inept. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A really good day actor with some digging sat there and done nothing. Right. But this guy was curious. Yeah. After Thirty years. Everyone wants to know what Truman's up to. So yeah. Watch it. Right. What's Truman going to do? Is he going to go? Is he yeah. going to vote? I want to know. I want to see it right now here. Um, so, of course, he's blowing character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so he doesn't end up going. Uh, you see him later at home with uh, 
talking to his wife, uh, Laura Linney, um, and uh, she brings home a uh, chef's pal. Yes. It's like, look, it can slice, it can dice. Yes, look at all these things. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's nice to hear. Yeah, like, uh, and, uh, you know, you see him uh, talking to his best friend, Marlon, and uh, he's, his product placement is the beer they always drink together. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember what Whatever the beer Pioneer or something. It, it's, it's, the label's pointed towards the camera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. when you drink it, the label's towards the camera. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, soon after that, you see him flash back to his dad um, who died in the boat with him when there was a, there was a storm. Um, at least that's what you think happened. Uh, and then we're clued into why it is that he has trouble with water. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's, he's sitting on the beach. And uh, the rain hits him exactly where he is. Yes. The rain is basically three feet wide by three feet wide. And it's hitting him. And, and he, it. he gets up and he can tell he's, oh, I'm being rained. And he walks away and he's not being rained. And he looks around. And it follows him. Right. And so he rains everywhere. Right. And another snafu from uh, yeah. production, just to give him a little idea that something's not right. Yeah. Something's something a little odd. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you see the... Uh, um, when he, uh, it, uh, I think this is where it flashes back him, um, going, uh, flash back to his, um, uh, the girl that he really loved. And, uh, they say, uh, you see the two security guard guys or whatever parking attendants say, no, you never see anything. They always you know, talking about they basically explain right away why you're not going to see any sex in this. Yeah. They you always, always uh, cut away. Cut away. You see the, the so, shutters, something or the blows, blowing, yeah. and uh, you never see anything. So I think that was a great, you know, for a PG movie, great right away telling them, okay, you're seeing everything in his in his entire life, but you're not going to see nudity. Basically, they're going to cut away yeah. at that point, um, which is a great little funny little thing. And there's actually a to make him scared. Of going anywhere, um, you see a guy holding a newspaper, and the headline is "Who Needs Europe?" Yes. Yeah, every time <laughs> something goes on, there's something in the news. Right. Uh, and later on, when he actually wants to get on a, a right. ticket to Fiji, he's sitting right. in the travel office, and there's this poster on the wall that says, "It could happen to you." Right. There's a plane with lightning going through it. Yeah, not just one little bud of lightning. There's lightning time. going through it. And there's like 20 other things. Of yeah, you, it could happen to you. Yeah. Like, well, oh. that's such a great uh, headline. Though. Who needs Europe? Yeah, just to get him to not want to go anywhere, um, and that's where he sees his uh, his dad on the street, um, which you know he obviously thinks he's his dad's gone, and uh, he sees his dad on the street, and, uh, and then all of a sudden everybody rushes around to uh, take him away. Yeah, and then the the joggers come out of nowhere. And yeah, him, yeah, you know, with all their numbers. All of a sudden, there's a church. race. Yes, from out of nowhere. Right. And by the time he gets to the clearing, everyone's gone. And then the little dog, the leash, runs yeah. past him. The, the little dog that was being walked by the woman that grabbed his dad. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, you also see the, uh, then you see the Truman Show bar where people are going. And uh, the bar is just based around people going in to watch the Truman Show. And again, you have the daily countdown in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see the, how many days it's been. Um, and I believe that it, the whole movie takes place across four to seven days, and you see the daily countdown as things mm-hmm. go on. So this all happens uh, from the beginning of, the, of what we see to his realizations okay. and the end of the movie. 
within a week's time. I didn't think about how long, but yeah, that makes sense. And I believe the countdown also over 10,000 days puts it around the 30-year mark. Just short of his 30th birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Somewhere in that range. And that, I think that includes the uh, the nine months in utero. Uh, oh, in utero. yeah. yeah in true. utero. True. Um, and you see him, uh, well, the flashback to him in high school, actually, this is the part where he's... Actually, you know what? Uh, correction. It does not include the nine months in utero because Christoph talks about why Truman was picked. Oh, he that's true. He was the one yeah. that was delivered on time right. for the start of the show. Yeah, because he couldn't want to... Couldn't they they, to they had nine room. potential Trumans, and uh, he came out on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is actually part where he's thinking back to Lauren. Uh, Sylvia was a real name. Um, and uh, you see Meryl fall on him. Um, and her cheerleading outfit, you know, Laura Lenny playing a 15 year old or whatever. It's kind of a little weird looking, but you know, she falls on him. And then uh, his friend Marlon is there with the, with the horn blowing in his, blowing right in his face to yeah. distract him from, from uh, Sylvia. Um, and uh, that's when you see him, uh, actually them on the beach. Um, where, um, I think the next scene with those two is in the library. Oh, right, right. The, the library is before that. Yeah. Well, well because he, he he sees the uh, the bracelet in the library. So where does he see the bracelet? The the dance. The next thing is the dance. He's dancing with Meryl, mm-hmm. and Marlon's also there with his girlfriend, whatever mm-hmm. his girlfriend is. And they're dancing at the dance, high school mm-hmm. dance, maybe the prom. And then he's looking around. He sees Lauren, mm-hmm. Sylvia, and he sees the bracelet on the girl's arm. He doesn't see her. And then she turns, and there's her face, and it's her. Mm-hmm. And uh, then she's whisked away again. He sees her being taken away. Yeah. And then the next is in the library. He's he's got to study. They they want him to go. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then he hears this little clink clink, and he looks around the corner, and there is an arm on the desk, and it's got the bracelet. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And he looks over, and there's the girl. Yeah. And then he takes her to the beach. Yeah, yeah. And she's she's like, like, and her yeah. dad comes to get her. Yeah, you have to go now, or it's not gonna it's not gonna happen. We have to go now. Yeah. And she's got the uh, button on. This is how's it gonna end? Yes. Which is obviously something for the fan of the show. Um, he well, doesn't know what it means, yeah. but it's a, for him. It's an existential question. How's it going to end? I would want to know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the dad says, uh, "The dad, you know, she's like, I've never seen this man before in my life," which I'm sure was true. And uh, the dad says, "Fiji, we're Fiji, we're going to Fiji." Yeah. He just, it's just improv. Just Fiji, we're going to Fiji, and it sets off Truman. Right. Search for Fiji, and, and right, and he thinks she, she's really going to Fiji. Because um, he has nobody back. No, right. And uh, he just, it's a soft the cuff Fiji. That's what it is. It's Fiji. <laughs> um, and you see him uh, making the magazine cutouts, uh, trying to recreate uh, what uh, she looks like. Sylvia's face. Yes. And uh, that's a pretty unique, uh, I think, storytelling thing. A way to try to remember what she looks like. Um, and to show that he's been continuously looking for her mm-hmm. all his life. Yeah. And um, uh, you see him uh, driving, and the radio radio frequency uh, messes up, and it cuts into the uh, the production people saying, "Okay, he's going left on whatever street." Lancaster. And he actually looks, is like, and if that's the street he's on. You realize, and then oh, he almost hits those little. There's a little lady in front of him, and, and and he comes to a police stop, and everyone stops around him, and he doesn't notice because he's looking at the radio that everyone has stopped. Yeah. And then it goes back to normal, and he looks up, and everything's normal. Yeah, but everyone okay. had stopped around him, and yeah. he didn't notice because he was looking at the radio. Yeah, um, and you see him uh, walk into that building, and uh, he sees the craft services table behind the uh, 
behind the elevator. Right, and in the, in the, what's supposed to be an elevator, and uh, Gus says, oh, we're remodeling. So, yeah, just a bunch of people sitting around on the craft services table uh, with food. And uh, um, and you got to wonder, how, how cheap you got to be to put a building there that you can potentially go into, mm-hmm. and you have a really working elevator. Mm-hmm. What's going on? You, I would think they'd have an entire building there. Right, right. You know, you know, there might be some hidden rooms you can't find, but you wouldn't fake an elevator. Right, true. At least have a security guard to prevent him from getting there for sure. Although, it, although later on, realized they did fake a trip to Mount Rushmore. <laughs> the photos of the most oh yeah looking Mount Rushmore. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. But again, Truman doesn't know any better. Right, and everything he's shown is 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 what he uh, experienced. Mm-hmm. Um. And he talk, he goes in to talk. To, he knows something wrong. He goes to talk to Marlon while he's working, and uh, Marlon's job is stocking vending machines, which is a great thing for product placement. Yes. And I noticed that stocking vending machines, I'm sure, isn't a difficult job, but Marlon isn't very good at it. Yeah. He's he's got they, they don't show him from the front, but they're definitely Hershey bars, and then it's Mister Good bars, and all Hershey bars are crooked. They're all going every direction. So his fake job, and he, he puts he's not very good at, and he pulls it back out, right? And he puts it back in, and they're still not right, right, right. And he's Marlon is. It's clear that he's an actor and doesn't have any idea what he's doing, which we already know by that point. But it's just a funny little uh, thing. And yeah, I know, uh, which again comes around to my bad day actor job. Mm-hmm. The, the the primary actors were kind of bad too. Yeah. I mean, you would think that they would have had some really good people doing a really good job to right. convince Truman of what's going on. But uh, they were all doing a job. Mm-hmm. They weren't acting. Yeah. They were, and they were doing bad acting. Yeah. They weren't, I mean, occasionally they did, they did had a good solo moment. Mm-hmm. But like you said, uh, you would think that after X number of years of Marlon being a uh, vending machine stalker, they did not do it. But he doesn't, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, like the scene in the in the hospital where she's going into surgery, <laughs> and he follows her in. That was great. They have everyone has absolutely no idea what to do. Right, right. Because you know they're really bad actors. Right, and even the patient isn't even. The yeah. Patient's just there with their clothes on. But it's not all that. It's also bad production because yeah. you know you would think that they could at least manage to get some kind of hospital something going on for real, mm-hmm. you know, to fake it. I mean, yeah. And or to keep him far away, how could he get so close? Yeah, that was great. The patients there, the patients like like pretend to come into him. The patients wearing all their clothes, and of course they're not. And then the patient under. jumps up when he puts, right. puts a knife to him. I'm gonna cut right here on the knee. Yeah, and, and, oh. yeah. yeah. And uh, when he goes in and asks the uh, woman who's supposedly another nurse, she's nervous, like trying to figure out what to say. Yes. And, um, yeah, they do. <laughs> and again, she says, you can't go here, you can do this. And he goes, okay. He turns around, walks a couple of steps, turns around, and she's taken off. And mm-hmm. he just follows her because she is no longer blocking him. Mm-hmm. She's just running. Right. Probably to tell him, better be doing surgery back there because right. he's going to come. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and there's also, when he's trying to walk out, there's a bunch of guys, people in wheelchairs trying to cut him off. Yes. When he's, when he's trying to get back there, uh, <laughs> the, the one guy with the big, the orderly with the big, uh, shelving unit, yeah, block everything. It's really heavy with that. He pushes out of his way, yeah. And uh, the wheelchair guys almost blocked him from getting through the one door. They came out of nowhere. Um, funny stuff, yeah, yeah. It's um, he notices uh, in his uh, his wedding, his wedding photos that uh, she has her fingers, crossed. she has her fingers crossed. <laughs> so a little bit later, uh, he uses that line, 
uh, to her. I'll cross my fingers for you. Yeah, my fingers. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh, and the, the, I forgot the line that he tells the uh, the other nurse to give a message to his wife. Um, yeah, I had to go, tell her I had to go to Fiji. I'll call her when I get there. <laughs> and and the woman's very. Oh, confused. you go to Fiji? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the, and this after this is the uh, where he goes to the travel agency, and the woman at the travel agency is uh, she doesn't really know what she's doing. But, but she walks out with the makeup bib. Yeah, yeah. It's a makeup bib. Right, she's right, right. And pulls it off, and he doesn't know she doesn't know any better. Yeah. You know, Oh, she's wearing a makeup, baby. She just keeps yeah. makeup. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> uh, she says, uh, when would you like to leave? And he taps his suitcase today. And she starts tapping on the computer for like two or three minutes. Just yeah. sitting on the computer, tapping, tapping, tapping. And he goes, oh, there's nothing. Nothing yeah. for you. Yeah. Nothing for two months. Right. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, he gets on to the uh, – he, he gets on the bus – and uh, he's going to go to Chicago, and the bus driver doesn't know how to drive the bus. Yes. And he's basically grinding the gears or whatever. And, uh, and uh, he tells everyone the bus is broken or whatever, so everybody gets off. But then something interesting happens yeah. to me. The yeah. bus driver looks down right. at the empty bus, and there's too many. He goes, sorry, man. And it's sorry, son. And it's, sorry. and it's real. Yeah, you it is. Not, it is. That person, that character, really feels sorry for him. And suddenly, I don't know if it's for Truman, but for me, it's like, this is another hint to Truman that something's not right. Yeah. Because everyone acts a certain way, and there's something that's very real yeah. emotion coming from yeah. someone, yeah. which is germane to mm -hmm. the fact that he's being stymied mm -hmm. from moving, from getting off, from going away. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, I'm sorry, the bus isn't working. Who's it really say that? Right. That was a really heartfelt, I'm sorry. For yeah. He says, I'm sorry, anywhere. son. I'm sorry, son. Yeah. 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 I like that moment. That was, uh, and I, I later on, the same. Team actor is, is trying, trying to drive to the, the boat. The, share, the ferry. I'm not how to drive the bus. I need yeah. to drive this. Yeah, and then and then back in the uh, production room, they're like, "He doesn't know how to. They don't know how to drive. They're actors. And it's great because they're making fun of themselves too. And they don't know how to do this. They're actors. And you would think after 30 years, the, the production people would know better. That right. They would have people who could do all this stuff. Right. At the very least, at least one person for a shift. Yeah. Every shift a day. If you need someone who to drive a bus, you need an actor. You need right. a bus driver. Right. Hire a exactly. bus driver. Right. Pay him a lot of money to keep quiet and just drive the bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a great uh, just behind-the-scenes kind of movie, kind of making fun of themselves, yeah. making fun of Hollywood. Um, and uh, You know, come think of it, there are other scenes where there are buses driving around, just in-town yeah. buses. Right. This is an out-of-town bus. Right. You think they would have somebody to drive a bus, because they definitely have people who drive buses, but they have buses driving around. Mm -hmm. Instead, they get an actor who doesn't have to drive a bus. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, and uh, when they're trying to, he he decides he's gonna he drives with uh, Merrill, you know, out of town. He gets oh, he stuck. Gets in the cul-de-sac. Right, right. right. Where are we going? I don't know yet. But we're going back. <laughs> he's just he's definitely being Jim Carrey, going woo, just screaming and uh, just being crazy. And he finally uh, gets out of there and he drives through, and there's a literally a wall of flames. He has to drive through. And all of a sudden, there's supposedly a leak at the plant. So you see emergency. He goes, what's this? Before. And Mara goes, I think it might be a leak at the plant. It's like, <laughs> and the cop says, I think it might be a leak at the plant. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then, and then and, uh, he says something. And then the cop says, he says his name. says, Truman. He's like, yes. so the cop knows his name. You're welcome, Truman. 
Right, right. He's like, something's going on. And he gets out of the car and starts running. <laughs> just running like a maniac. And people are tackling him. Um, and the, the Geiger counters, which were cameras, and the, the guys in the big suits, they keep pointing the uh, the Geiger counters at him like this. Oh, okay. It's a really odd-looking thing. It's because there's a camera now. Oh, okay. I didn't even notice that. I, I noticed that. I was, oh, really, why are they really? Oh, there's cameras in the Geiger counters. Yeah, okay. A big circle that part, I didn't, I didn't notice that. And, but all throughout the whole Truman Show, people are doing things like that. They're pointing cameras at him when they need to or have to. When they right, to. right. And I think he subconsciously picks up on a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then later, uh, he's back at home with his wife, Meryl, and uh, she picks up a bottle of uh, cocoa powder. Makoko. Makoko, cocoa powder. And she's talking about how great it From is. the slopes of St. Nicaragua. Right, St. Nicaragua. Yeah, exactly. Or Mount Nicaragua. And, and, and Truman looks around like, what the hell are you talking about? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and she she doesn't he doesn't know what what's going on, but he's like something doesn't make sense. At but this all. is where she picks up the slice and dice thing, right? Right. They're swinging at him, and he yeah. grabs her, right? And she goes, "Help me!" Yeah. Uh, she says, "Do something. Do something." Who you talking to? Yeah, do something. And then Marlon shows up with a six pack of beer because he's yeah. always got one, uh-huh. and she runs into his arms like scared. Like, that, I, I, how can I? It's very to unprofessional. Is that how can I expect to it's so unprofessional. Yeah. <clears throat> and we'll be back right after this. You can't stand me. That's not true. <laughs> Why don't you let me fix you some of this new Mococo drink? All natural cocoa beans from the upper slopes of Mount Nicaragua. No artificial sweeteners. What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? I've tasted other cocos. This is the best. Okay, we're back here talking about the Truman Show uh, on the podcast, and um, this movie, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, scored ninety-four. Ninety-four, pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. we've had a string of a long string now of a lot of ninety-three to ninety-seven. I think yeah. uh, Rotten Tomatoes scores uh, a lot of great ones uh, recently. Will there be any one hundreds in your list? Uh, no. No, I've already looked into it. Now there's not that many anyway, and no. uh, yeah, not on my list. Uh, Even those that start out with a nice 100 don't hold up for long. Yes, yes. Um, and um, the uh, budget on this movie, uh, sixty million dollars. Sixty million. How much did it make? Uh, it made two hundred and sixty-four million, and adjusted for inflation, four hundred eighteen million. So about four x times its budget. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very solid. Uh, not a not an enormous, massive success, but definitely a, a big success. I think the last movie we talked about was uh, The Great Escape, and it had a similar X. Uh, yeah. Four million to twelve million. Yeah. Four million for cost, twelve million for box office. So yeah. Similar. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Similar increase. True. Um, the um, uh, Oscar nominations on this movie. Uh, Ed Harris was nominated for supporting actor. Uh, the director Peter Weir was nominated for best director, and the screenplay was nominated. Jim Carrey was not. No, not for Oscar. Wow. Uh, Golden Globe winner, uh, best actor in a drama was Carrey, which wow. is unusual because we've talked about a few times, and it's been a su- subject on the news. Um, is where the Golden Globe actually has a category for comedy or musical, and another comedy for drama. Even though this is definitely a drama, a lot of times they tend to put um, 
comedic actor who's in the comedic. And comedic in the category, even when it's a drama, and they could have done it here, and probably well, obviously they won anyway, but maybe it have been easier to win. And maybe Jim Carrey, I'm guessing, pushed for that because he wanted to be known as a dramatic actor. I think at the time, uh, many good comics were trying, were pushing the dramatic yeah. levers. Robin Williams did a pretty good job pushing yeah. it. Uh, others were, you know, out there. I'm a comedian, but look what I can do. Yeah, my pathos to the dramatic. Yeah, and uh, and show you the wonder of my art. Yeah, and uh, uh, Ed Harris also won Golden Globe for supporting actor. Uh, it won Golden Globe for the score. Ed Harris was not the first choice for no, it wasn't. Christoph. It was Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper, who apparently walked off after one day because he thought it was too ridiculous for script, but then went on to do a similar part in Ed TV, which we mentioned earlier. Oh, he was in Ed TV. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just I just recently learned about Dennis Hopper being the uh, Ed Harris character, but uh, Christoph. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, Peter Weir won for Best Director, Golden Globe, and uh, uh, Nicole Nickel, uh, uh, was nominated. I'm sorry. He was the Weir and Nicole Nickel were nominated for Best uh, for Golden Globe. Um, I think they were the writers. Well, Weir was the director. Peter Weir was the director, and Nickel was the uh, writer. They were nominated. But uh, BAFTA, it was a BAFTA winner uh, for director, screenplay, and production design. Um the Brits love our movies. They do. They tend to like our, they definitely like our more original movies. And this is definitely an original movie. Yeah. Things that uh, are a little out of the ordinary tend to do Although, better. Although, I would say the one British thing that is most closely resembled would be The Prisoner. Okay. Both from the look of the town and mm-hmm. the the control mm-hmm. factor and, well, the oddness of it all. Yeah. Okay. That, make, that makes sense. Um um, and uh, the IMDb ranking for this movie is 176. So, oh, very good. Yeah, almost in, almost in their top 100. Yeah, so it's um, they rank 250, and it's voter driven, and it changes every week. Uh, in fact, by the time you hear this, odds are that number has probably changed a little bit because it changes constantly. Um, that's pretty pretty solid uh, that it you know where it's ranked on IMDb. Um, now, Paul, do you remember when you first saw this movie? I remember when it came out. I actually got the poster of this movie before I saw it. Um, and as I recall, due to Jim Carrey's more recent movies, I know we talked about The Cable Guy, mm-hmm. and I wasn't a big fan of The Pet Detective back then. Mm-hmm. I was not interested in seeing him. I don't, I'm pretty sure I did not see him in the theater. I know I didn't see him in the theater. And I wound up getting a poster from someone I was working with at the time. And uh, I think I wound up seeing it on uh, cable at some point. When I finally saw it, it was one of the like, oh, how could I pass this up? This is a good movie. Mm-hmm. And I wished I'd seen it in the theater and mm-hmm. had that theater experience yeah. uh, on the big screen. Yeah. Because uh, this storytelling about storytelling is now right up my alley. What I like. What I like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely remember where I, where I saw this movie. I saw this movie in theaters uh, at North DeKalb Mall in Decatur, Georgia, and probably the same week it came out. Um, that's where I was going to movies at the time. Uh, I lived in Doraville, Georgia at the time, and that was where I normally would go. Oh, what part of Doraville? Um, it's a little bit there. Right off of uh, right off of eighty five and uh, Pleasantdale. Pleasantdale. Yeah, I lived over uh, North Crest and Pupit. Okay. Okay. Um, 
And uh, I absolutely remember going to North Cab Mall to see this movie. And uh, I was a big Jim Carrey fan. And I definitely liked this movie a lot. Um, I don't remember if I was surprised by it or what at the time, but I still liked the movie. Um, and uh, I can't remember if a lot of other people I talked to loved it necessarily at the time because it wasn't still wasn't what you expect from Jim Carrey. It wasn't definitely wasn't a outright comedy. Um, and uh, this movie came out June 5th, 1998. And uh, there's some big summertime. So of course there's some big movies out at the time. Uh, Armageddon. There's something about Mary deep impact and bore. Some big movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely saw, uh, actually I saw all those in theaters. I remember seeing something about Mary in theaters from mm-hmm. Nine I saw. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a fresh take on comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that was the first Pirelli Brothers movie I had seen. Um, I think it might have been the first. Well, Dumb and Dumber was, was Dumb and Dumber. Before that. Okay. Then uh, I didn't know I saw Dumb and Dumber in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. That was four uh, years so ago. So I probably saw this thinking, well, what are we going to do now? Yeah. And this oh, is even God. better. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. It was. Um, yeah. And it was probably at the time. Especially if they were head to head, you know, uh, something about Mary, Truman Show, oh, Jim Carrey, no, something about Mary. Yeah, yeah. And I, I saw all those movies in theaters. And, uh, you know, Armageddon. Ugh. I did not <laughs> see Armageddon or, or it's, uh, it's knockoff, Deep Impact. The better, you mean the better knockoff? The, deep in, Impact, in the, the better in movie? The, uh, in the theater. So those were movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no. I knew better. Yeah. But I saw them both on cable eventually. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I saw Bullworth in theaters. and You liked it? I loved it. I loved Bullworth. Is it on the list? It is on the list. We will be watching that later on. Too. Yeah, I love Bullworth. Yeah, it's a great movie for me, at least. Um, you have the uh, director of this movie, Peter Weir. Uh, he's done some big movies. Um, oh, yeah. Stuntman. Uh, was that Peter Weir? Stuntman? Uh, maybe. I didn't put it on my list. It's necessarily super well-known movies. So. Movie he did uh, Gallipoli. Uh, he did Witness, The Mosquito Coast, Dead Poet Society, and Master and Commander. Uh, Master and Commander is a movie I still have not seen. That was with the Crow? Yeah, and many times I've heard people say, no, this is a great, great movie. And uh, it's something I'm planning on watching soon. Master and Commander. It's got a subtitle like Edge of the World or something like that. But um, many people have said uh, it's a great movie. And uh, the writers, I don't normally bring up the writer, but this is a pretty unique movie. So I wanted to mention the writers, Andrew Nickel, N-I-C-C-O-L. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But uh, he also wrote uh, Gattaca, uh, Lord of War, and The Terminal. And Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, yeah. And Catherine Zeta Jones. That's that was a really good movie. I like that one a lot. Lord of the War, Lord of War with Nick Cage. I watched it and maybe I wasn't paying enough attention, but I've had many people say it's great. And Gattaca is uh I still haven't seen Gattaca, but it's supposedly a really good movie. Um here's a great tagline for this movie. All the world's a stage. That's it. That's the tagline. Well, I was wrong about the, the stuntman. That was uh, Richard Roush. Okay. Uh, 1980. Okay. Uh, I don't know where I got that. 
Uh, probably have it mixed up with some other movie with mm. some other director it has a name similar to uh, I'm not thinking Peter Gates. Okay. Peter Gates did a similar movie. The stuntman had Steve Burrell's back from 1980. It was a really odd. Yeah. Movie. There's several Peters. Peter Berg directs a bunch of movies too, and I get oh, yeah. mixed up. I like those. Peter Berg. I get his acting movies and his directing movies mixed up sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, so this movie is all about. The, basically, the biggest reality show ever created, fictional yeah. one of that. <laughs> Who um, would even contribute or participate in a reality show like that? Who knows? Yeah, type of person would would become. I've never, part. I've never been on a reality show before in my life. Um, Paul, how about you? Yeah, we, we spoke. I had a yeah. reality show uh, Hollywood Hill Dogs. If you, uh, you can find it out there, take a look at it. It was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, uh, my nephew Michael was here. Couple mm-hmm. weeks back, that mm-hmm. was with the uh, South Park movie and mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> Borat. Yeah, uh, was the uh, main focus of the show, mm-hmm. and uh, we were uh, you know here from Georgia. We were we went to Hollywood to, mm-hmm. to help him make it big. Yeah, and uh, the basic was you know he was going out there as a uh, a YouTube sensation to mm-hmm. to make it big in Hollywood, singing, acting, whatever he could do. Mm-hmm. And we were there as his family to. Keep on the straight of narrow, straight and narrow, and mess up as much as possible. We had a lot, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I know. I saw the clip uh, not too long ago that uh, maybe you'd posted, or maybe Michael had posted, uh, where Ice T was on a morning radio show. Uh, he actually he was, was his own podcast. Oh, okay. His podcast, okay. And, and he, he talked about various things. He was talking about yeah, uh, entertainment related, and he had gotten a hold of our show for several yeah. episodes and. He could not get enough of me, Ma. Yeah, uh, my mother. Yeah, yeah. He called her original gangsta. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's our reality show connection here. Uh, and you know, uh, I see a lot of the parallels from what I did and what he did. And that's why I, I kind of rail on these bad actors in, mm-hmm. in, as the characters in this movie and the production. Mm-hmm. After thirty years, you would think they would have had it down pat. Yeah. To keep things moving, running along smoothly. But even after 30 years, they were screwing up. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for one thing, yes, he was near the end. We sailed the boat and they're trying to capsize him in this and they're worried about killing him and all that stuff. You would think they would have sent someone out there mm-hmm. in another boat to somehow prevent him from reaching the edge that he reached. Yeah. I mean, if you want to keep him in the show mm-hmm. and Give him a, just enough suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. He can't reach the edge at all costs. Yeah, you know, and and hey, if you have that much control over it, you could capsize the boat and then reduce the water, get out there, revive him somehow. Oh, it was all a dream. Who knows what? Yeah, could have done. Yeah, but they let him reach the edge where the boat goes through. Yeah, the yeah. scenery. Yeah, and at that point, it's like there's no stopping. Mm-hmm. Um, and the. Uh, we have uh, like I thought talk a little bit about the cast here. We have uh, uh, Noah Emmerich uh, plays Marlon. Yes. Um, early in the podcast, we talk about Walking Dead connections, and so we have a Walking Dead connection. Noah Emmerich was yeah. on season one. Yeah. Basically, played the guy at CDC in Atlanta. Yes. And uh, he was when, it, when it whispered in Rick's ear, "We don't know what yet. We still don't know what." Yeah. Um, and, although uh, I have my theory. Yeah. Um, so we have Walking Dead connection, but his uh, great role was on a TV show, if you haven't seen it, in The Americans. The uh, Americans was on for about five or six years on FX. Uh, it's about a uh, – takes place in the early to mid-'80s. 
uh, a Russian couple pretend to be American and uh, they're deep undercover. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I didn't have seen it. You have, yeah. have you seen it all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. my understanding is that they are deep undercover and they decide they may not want to be undercover Russian spies anymore. And they mm-hmm. have to play the balancing act between surviving. Right. Turning on mm-hmm. their, on the Russian leaders and surviving the Americans who also want to kill them because they're Russian spies right. and finding that balance because they have kids, right? right? They have a family, they have a life they want to maintain, but they have all these forces pulling yeah. them from other directions yeah. to do whatever they want yeah. them to do. Well, also the, uh, the twist here is that Noah Emmerich uh, on the first episode uh, moves into the house next door. And Oh, by the way, he's an FBI so he's he's there throughout the whole show. He's an FBI agent, so they're constantly having to uh, hide right. stuff from him. And his son becomes friends with their daughter, and uh, so and also they become best friends too. So it's a good little twist. Um, uh, you have Natasha McElhorn who plays uh, Lauren or Sylvia. Uh, she was on uh, the show Californication. David played David Duchovny's ex-wife. One of the many. Females from California. Right, except she was the main ex-wife. Main so ex-wife. She was the ex-wife, so yes. So she was there uh, throughout the run. I remember her primarily first from running with that. Oh, okay, Camaro. yeah, yeah. Um, and that was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, is that on your list? Um, no, no. Was a good, no. good movie. Um, we have Laura Linney in here, the great Laura Linney. has been in so many things. Um, it's her first appearance on the list. Um, but not her last, I'm, I'm no, guessing. nothing on her last. Um, she's been in so many things, currently on Ozark. Speaking of multiple appearances on the list, mm-hmm. Paul Giamatti. Yes, yes, Paul Giamatti. Um, his second appearance on the list, um, playing the, uh, you know, the, I guess the, the a- second in command, a- sort a- of, maybe. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and, uh, He's not here much, but uh, we have the great Philip Baker Hall, um, who's sort of oh. one of the producers or something, or network big league or something. Yeah, and uh, he gets to come in and yell a couple of times. Yeah, what he's good at. Yeah, and it's his first appearance on the list. We'll definitely be seeing him again. And uh, Harry Shearer is the host of the interview show. Yes, his first yeah. appearance on the list. We'll be seeing him again. What a smarmy character! Right, right. He does that well, so well, but right. And uh, of course, uh, his. His biggest thing is, uh, you know, The Simpsons. The, well, he's from The Simpsons? Yeah. Who's he from The Simpsons? Are you kidding? No. Who's he, who's he from oh, okay. Uh, well, he's one of the original six men. No. He, pl- he plays Homer. No, no. Marge? No. He, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I was I'm like, I'm messing with you. It's like, I know you're not a big fan, but come on. No, I'm messing with um, you. So, uh, Harry Shearer, uh, we'll see, be seeing him again. And then, of course, Jim Carrey. Um his first appearance on the list and uh, the first movie he was in that wasn't a really straight out comedy, you know, uh, at least the ones that he starred in, at least. This was his first not straight out comedy movie, not the first on the list. No. No. That will be not straight out comedy. No. Okay. Right. And um, the, uh, we were getting ready to talk about the point where uh, we meet, uh, the behind, about an hour in the movie, we meet Kristoff, like behind the scenes. Yes. And Harry Shearer's interviewing him, and uh, he's basically they're taking calls. <laughs> and then uh, um, Sylvia calls Sylvia him, calls. 
And uh, he's like, isn't that a letter talk? Letter talk. And uh, here's a voice from the past. We remember her. Yeah, from episode. <laughs> he says the episode number or whatever. Yes. <laughs> it's great. Because, you know, I don't know if there really are episode numbers, but I'm yeah. sure they do a best of. Then it could you know, be, it's yeah. funny. Later on in the movie, near the end, when he's trying to convince Truman to stay, and he's talking about what he remembers him doing. I remember your first steps. I remember you when you first went to school, first class, day of class. Yeah. And he goes, I remember something. He goes, it was episode blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, just bring him right back into the fact that he's in a TV show. I yeah. mentioning that it's an episode number right, instead right. of it's a life event. Yeah. You know? And again, it goes back to fumble-footed production people doing the wrong thing. The wrong yeah. Thing. Yeah, that was the wrong, wrong thing to say, yeah. definitely. Um, and uh, Christoph mentions the first child to be legally adopted by a corporation. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he this is where soon after that he escapes the house. He fakes like he's sleeping, puts a whatever, something to make the noise, like he's snoring. Uh, a tape player, I think it was. He yeah. Snoring. He's got a, a blow up uh, uh, snowman under the covers. Yeah. And, uh, he does a good job. Yeah. And uh, this is uh, pretty soon after you see him, you know, he gets onto the boat and, uh, you know, they cue the storm or whatever. He says, cue the sun. They're all looking for him and it's dark and it's oh, yeah. like whatever, 3 a.m. before he's on the boat where they're, yeah. they don't know where he is. And all the, all the actors are walking arm length like a search party, which yeah. is, actually was a search party, trying to find him. Yeah. And you're thinking, again, how are they going to explain this to Truman if they find him like this? Right. Everyone out searching for him. How yeah. are they going to explain this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can say, hey, we're out looking for you, but how can you explain everyone walking arm in arm down the street? Right, like right, right. And then cue the sun, and that's pretty much the illusion's over at that point. They're just yes. trying to find him. Because they don't think they say, but, you know, you can tell it's like supposedly the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden the sun comes out. Um, yeah, I think there were a couple of uh, trivia things I mentioned, like in uh, a deleted scene. Uh, in the kitchen there with uh, Merrill and Truman mm-hmm. on the on the countertop was a big jar of vitamin D pills because oh. you know it's not a real sun out there, so oh. they need vitamin D. I didn't D. notice that. Uh, it, it wasn't in the movie. It was because one of the things was cut out, you know, oh. um, which which brought I guess bring anyone to see it, bring them into the fact. Oh, they're making a movie, making a TV show, which we knew. But at the same time, you know, um, the characters aren't supposed to know that they're probably slipping yeah. vitamin D unknown to him. Yeah. Um, another bit of trivia that I read about was the fact that uh, Jim Carrey and Ed Harris never mm-hmm. met mm-hmm. on on set or in scene. They yeah. were always uh, voiceover, voice yeah. to voice. You know, it was right. They never actually acted together. Yeah, which is interesting. That makes sense for this movie. It makes complete sense that yeah. it's possible. Some movies that actually does happen. Yeah, where the characters appear. It yeah. appears that they're together. Like a superhero or something. Yeah. This one, it actually legitimately makes sense. That and and I can see that even one or two of them might have said, particularly Jim Carrey said, no, I should not ever actually meet him because I don't know what he looks like. Yeah, yeah, true. I don't have to see him. I true. can hear the voice, and I'm reacting to the voice, not a human being. True. Um, and then this is uh, where you get to the point where he's uh, eternal in the – Tells him to turn up the weather, and Paul Giamatti's character refuses, you know. And uh, this is soon he, after. He doesn't refuse, but he's very reluctant. He does turn the weather on. And, and, but he, I think Ed Harris actually goes and does it. 
uh, later on when it's getting more severe, he makes right, it more right, severe. Right, 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 right. Starts right, right. I mean, I mean, more severe. The point is, like, he's going to kill him. But Giamatti definitely didn't want to start with the bad weather, and he's no. like, okay. And then as he got worse and worse, he, he definitely is more reluctant. And at some point, Ed Harris just reaches over and jams up the weather. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and soon after that is uh, where the boat literally tears a hole in the sky. Yes, <laughs> and. Uh, he walks along the wall. Uh, As if he's walking on water. Yeah, yeah. That was a good little image. Um, and he gets to the point where he sees stairs. And there's a, it's painted over, so it's not obvious, but there's an exit. It says exit on yes. it. And, and uh, even the stairs themselves, from our angle, we can see Oh, yes. It looks, but, I, but from far away, I'm sure, if you're looking straight on, you would never see it. Stairs. No, there's no way. Yeah. You, know, you might see a jagged line, but not know what it was there for. Or, mm-hmm. or really notice it. No, oh, yeah. Um, and the exit little handle is, is painted over and yeah. it all looks very skyline mm-hmm. and he pushes the door open and then the voice comes from above wait I am the creator yeah. of a TV he's show <laughs> yeah he's like who are you I'm the creator of a TV show and you're, you're a star. the star um, and Kristoff uh, says there's no more truth out there than in the world I created for you and uh, he's getting to walk out and Kristoff says say something god damn it you're on television and then he gives us a great line. In case I don't see you, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Yep. Um, and he takes a bow. Yes. Which is great. Takes a very an deep actor, dramatic an actor's yeah, bow. A deep dramatic bow. Right. That was that was great. Um, and uh, then you see the joy in all the viewers. Like the guy in the bathtub, he's like slapping the water, like yeah, yeah. And all the people in the bar are grabbing each other. And then as soon as he walks to the door, everyone's like. No one else is on. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the security guards, the parking attendants. No one else is on. Yeah. The great, great way to end it. No one else is on. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we'll be back right after this. You, Truman. And the last thing I'd ever do is lie to you. And the last thing that I would ever do is lie to you. I mean, think about it, Truman. If, if everybody is in on it, I'd have to be in on it, too. Good morning! Morning! Good morning! Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're back here on the podcast, and we're talking about the Truman Show, and uh, it's time to play the uh, the trivia games we do every week. Um, first one, I'm asking Paul questions, and the game is called Characters Welcome, and I'm taking an actor that was in this movie and picking another movie they were in. It's going to be a well-known movie, something I know Paul's aware of, and I'm starting near the bottom. I'll be naming characters, not actors, characters. And going towards the top, and Paul's going to try to guess what that movie. I had trouble with the last movie. Yeah, you named every single character, and I, I knew what the movie was by the end. I just yeah. didn't know the name of it. I, I had seen it once. Yeah, I knew the I knew near the top when there was more than one president. Yes, that's what clued into me. You just oh, couldn't quite remember the title. Um, so talking to, so for this movie, uh, an actor or an actress from the Truman Show. Yes. And uh, this person was in this movie, and I'm naming characters. This should be actually fairly easy. There's only about 
four or five really mm-hmm. well-known actors mm-hmm. in this movie that were probably in a movie that I'm aware of or know of. True. I'm, I'm going to give it two or three. True. Okay. Uh, starting near the bottom, uh, this character is FBI Agent Burden. FBI Agent Burden. Um, the firm. No. Um, young Sean. Young Sean means there must be an older Sean. Face off? No. Young Jimmy. Young Jimmy. Jimmy and Sean. Okay. Uh, Suggests two male characters who really grew up in Holger. Let's see. So, what do we have that are male? Little Tim Perry. Noah Emmerich. Ed Harris. Paul Kiamatti. Uh, something about Mary? No. Uh, young Dave. It. No. <laughs> that's a really good. That's a really good guess. No. Um. Kevin Savage. Kevin Savage. Um, sounds kind of familiar. Me, myself, and Irene. No. Nick Savage. Nick Savage. Little Nicky? No. <laughs> um, Silent Ray Harris. Silent Ray. Oh, my God. Needful Things? No. Um, Katie Markham. Celeste Boyle. Celeste Boyle. The Dead Zone? <laughs> um, Whitey Powers. Absolute Power? <laughs> Sean Devine. <laughs> I should know this by now. Bruce Almighty. No. Dave Boyle. Dave Boyle. Um, no. Um, well, I got one more name, and I'm guessing at this point that you forgot this cast member was in this movie. You definitely know. Oh, okay. Final character name is Jimmy Markham. Jimmy Markham. Okay, so an actor who's in the movie that I've forgotten. All those people. Jimmy Marco. I don't know. I'm going to go back towards the bottom and say a few. Murder Scene Spectator. <laughs> no. Uh, 75 Reporter, as in 1975 Reporter. No. Communion Priest. Sleepers? No, that's a good guess. It's a very good guess. Handcuffed Man? 
Mystic River? Mystic River. Really? Mystic River. Oh. <laughs> I think that's even on your list. Yeah, oh. it is. Laura Linney. Laura Linney. You know, I actually was, oh, I, I forgot about her. I don't think, that's why I said absolute power. Okay. She was in that. I was oh, okay. The movies that she was in, I was just trying to remember. She I forgot in. she was in Alpha Because I had focused on the guys because you said Young Sean and Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking well, Young Sean is getting older. Mm -hmm. uh, wow, yeah. Yeah. And I knew she was. Because she plays uh, what? Sean Penn's wife, right? Yeah. Yeah, Sean Penn's wife. Yeah. 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 Great movie. And uh, so what's your game you have for me? I'm going to put the same one I played last time, which mm -hmm. is where I'm going to go to the IMDb mm -hmm. top movies in 1998, which is when. Uh, Truman Show came out, mm -hmm. and I'm going to read you a description of the top movies there, and you just see if you can guess what movies they are. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go with the, not exactly their uh, their top ten. I'm going to go with the, these are based on IMDb, uh, I guess, percentage. Mm -hmm. uh, I, they got a big star, but I know so, as well that like you know, their top one is 96% IMDb. Mm -hmm. their, their number 10 movie has uh, 89%. Was the number one movie Armageddon? No, it is not. So, uh, and I'm going to start with number one, just work my way down. Maybe that'll help you out. Mm -hmm. uh, so, their number one ranked movie from 1998 The Last Days of Frankenstein. Director James Whale are explored. So, this is about the life of the director of the 1931 Frankenstein. Um, I do not know the title of this movie. I mean, I'm not going to say it, probably. I do not know it. It stars Ian McKellen, Brandon Fraser, Lynn Oh, oh uh, uh, Gods and Monsters? Yes, yes. I did not know that. I didn't even know that was about him. But I remember them two being in the movie together. Yeah. Huh. Uh, a rather neurotic aunt tries to break from his totalitarian society while trying to win the affection of the princess he loves. Ants. Yes, you're right. <laughs> My favorite Woody Allen movie. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. A rather neurotic ant. Yeah. Um, uh, Truman Show comes in third. Okay. Uh, this one ants in theaters. A career bank robber breaks out of jail and shares a moment of mutual attraction with a U.S. Marshal he has kidnapped. Uh, oh, um, out of sight. Correct. Um, A misfit ant. A bug's life. <laughs> I knew I'd have to go by. You are going I knew they came out the same year. Uh, let's see. Let's be in here. The world's greatest ever playwright is young, out of ideas, and short of cash, but meets his ideal woman and inspired to write one of his most famous plays. I mean, enjoy it. Nope. But you're on the right track. Um, Shakespeare in Love. Yes. What am I thinking? Of course, I, I knew it wasn't called it's Romeo and Juliet. One of my favorite movies. I really like it. Oh, I, I knew it wasn't called that. What am I saying? Following the Normandy landings, a group of U.S. soldiers... Saving Private Ryan? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is a good movie. Three blue-collar acquaintances come across millions of dollars in lost cash and make a plan to keep their fine from the authorities. But it isn't long before complications and mistrust 
weave their way into the plan. Uh, I think I know the movie, and I, I know who's in it. Mm-hmm. And um, a simple plan. Correct. Very good. Very good. Yeah, I, I couldn't think of the title, but I knew who was. Yeah. Oh, I did take a time. At least the last one I got here. A paranoid mathematician searches for a key number that will unlock the universal patterns found in nature. A beautiful mind? No. No, that was that was late, right? Um that uh, Einstein movie with water math. <laughs> uh, no. No. It was pie. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Other movies I've got two lower down the list for MDB and uh, Milan. Okay. Pleasantville. Mm-hmm. The Mask of Zorro. Mm-hmm. American History X. There's something about Mary. Yeah. Primary Colors. Life is Beautiful. The Big Lebowski. It's a lot of good movies there. Yes. yes. A lot of good movies. Uh, I'm going to read one here. Mm-hmm. See if you can guess it. Further, much further down the list, like around mm-hmm. 20. A suicidally disillusioned liberal politician puts a contract out on himself and takes the opportunity to be bluntly honest with his voters by affecting their rhythms and speech of hip-hop music and culture. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Close. I think it's Borth. Yes. Borth. Yeah, I knew that Which uh, I believe is also on your list. Yes. Uh, further down the list, we have Le Miserable, mm-hmm. Dark City, I don't movie I really like, The Horse Whisperer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the first Scott Johnson movie, mm-hmm. uh, and one of the last uh, Robert Redford movies. Enemy of the State. Uh, like the Enemy of the State too. It's a good I, one. I like that. That's a good, a good year for movies. That's good. Yes, lots of good movies. Mm-hmm. A lot of good and also blockbusters or combinations yes. thereof. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we're talking about the Truman Show, and it's time to talk about uh, who's your guy. Who's your guy? Um, Not too many uh, nice characters in here. Everyone's kind of out to get something. Um, even the uh, the outsiders are out to bust up the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Truman's the only one who's really a true man. Yeah. True to himself. Um, but that being said, who would be my guy in this movie? Who's your guy? Um, you know, it's... <laughs> um. I think it's just Truman. I mean, you know, he's just a nice guy. I mean, I mean, and he's he's smart to figure things out. Yeah. Although I took thirty years. Yeah. Well, actually, no. The the light falls. Yeah. The radio talks about it. And he sees his dad. Mm-hmm. You know, things just start to fall apart. Yeah. Um, and maybe he just starts to put together all the things throughout the years that have been falling apart. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. There's probably a lot of things before but we didn't. Not privy to, but uh, some things, other other things probably happen too. Yeah. Uh, wow. He's the only person, when I think about it, they're really kind of like in the movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is so, it is wrong. There's a lot of things are wrong about all these yeah. actors. Uh, yeah. The guy plays Marlon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not his real name. They have the actor's name at the front. I can't yeah, yeah. His name yeah. Marlon is not even him. Yeah. And for all his life, he's played Truman's best bud. Mm-hmm. But he's not really. He's an actor playing a part. Right. And you see later on that he's also kind of out to get uh, Truman mm-hmm. for the production. Although I did read some trivia that they, they did film a scene 
where he finds Truman during the search and lets him go. Kind of redemptive moment for him, hmm. but it didn't make it into the movie. Yeah. Um, and the same with all the other actors. I mean, I mean Meryl was ready to. She yeah. married him. She had sex with him. Yeah. You know, trying to make a baby with him. All for the show. Yeah. All for the production. Yeah. A lot of weird things that people would yeah. do for the show. And Truman's the only decent person. I have to go with Truman as my guy, too. Yeah. And just for that reason, I mean, there were some interesting characters. Mm-hmm. But, well, it's just so venal. Yeah. Uh, uh, the only one, the only one that I think about that even sympathetic was maybe uh, the bus driver. Because he really yeah. wanted, you know, but still. Uh, and there were, there were a few right. small characters who seemed to show that kind of emotion. Yeah. Oh, we really wish better for him. Or mm-hmm. maybe we can, could have helped him some way. Or we're or, or sad or sorry or embarrassed for what we're doing. Yeah. But no one really acted on it. Right. Um, and Truman's the only one who basically finds his way. Yeah. And like I said, uh, so many actors and production people were just... Well, after 30 years, still really bad at the jobs. <laughs> yeah. So there's just so much going against them all. Yeah. I, I go Truman too. He's okay. Guy. All right. Um, so next it's time to talk about the villains. Um, before we talk about the villain in this movie, we'll run down the, our, our top 10 list so far on the podcast. Um, top 10, uh, number 10 now is uh, Kyle's mom from South Park. Maybe she's a big fat bitch. Yeah. And, uh, now that's Biff, not the name of the movie, which would be funny. Right, right. That's just your tagline for Kyle's mom. Oh yeah, yeah. And because uh, you always say it, Kyle's mom from the South Park movie. She's a big fat bitch. Yeah. You no, know, that was the South Park movie. Longer, bigger, bigger, yeah. bigger, longer, and bigger. Longer. Yeah. Um, and Biff from Back to the Future, classic movie villain. Um, Snyder from uh, from The Sting. That's Charles Durning's character, the detective or the cop, whatever. Uh, Johnny Favorite from Angel Heart. Uh, Jack from The Shining. Nazi Germany from The Great Escape, um, Rusty Nail from Joyride, uh, Buddy from Baby Driver, Hans Gruber from Die Hard, and Alien from Alien, the Alien, the monster, for me. number one. And so, who do we think is the villain in this movie? Uh, I, I think it's clear in my head. Yeah, but I want to hear your Christoph. Yes, that's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He is basically controlling everything. He is thwarting our hero at every mm-hmm. turn that he can right. to keep him in the show. Yeah. For the show going. Uh, yeah. Not so that Truman could have whatever life he really wants, mm-hmm. but to have the life that the show wants him to have. The, yeah. The way it thwarted him with uh, the Sylvia, Elaine, uh, Lauren, Lauren Sylvia character yeah. uh, um, shows that, that they really don't have what he wants in mm-hmm. heart, they have what the show wants. Yeah, at, at their heart and, mm-hmm. and their guiding, and he's the the mastermind behind it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he is the villain. He's yeah. the one that is the, the worst. Now, yeah. is he worse than Kyle's mom? Is he worse than Biff? Biff? Uh, yeah, he, he's up there. Yeah, I think he's on the top ten. Yeah, how high up? Uh, he's again. He's one of those. I don't think he, he's not out to really harm, but his control. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I'd put below Jack from The Shining. Mm-hmm. Probably below Johnny Favorite. Yeah. Is it Rusty right there? No, no it's it's Snyder. Snyder. Okay. So I'd put him up above Snyder. Okay. Uh, Johnny Favorite. Johnny Favorite from Angel Heart. Mm-hmm. Who was directly responsible? Yeah, I, I'd have to put him below Johnny Favorite. Mm-hmm. Snyder. 
No, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be uh, it'll be number eight on the list then. And moving cows. Cows mom will drop off, off the list. list. Yeah. And, and I, uh, I expect with so many more movies to go that even Kristoff at some point will drop off the list because of his not inherently viciously not mean, evil, right? But his controlling. And his desire to serve the show as opposed yeah. to serve Truman. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so uh, next it's time to talk about uh, the list. And, uh, Paul, where would this be on your list? <clears throat> oh, I, I really like this movie. It's mm-hmm. top 50, uh, mm-hmm. top 40, mm-hmm. top 30, somewhere around 33, maybe. Okay. Okay. And so where does that, what do you think it is on my list? I think you really like this movie a lot. I mm-hmm. think you like the form. I think you like thing and I'm, I think it's in your top I think it's in your top 30 I think it's less than number 30 mm-hmm. uh, let me look at my numbers here but you've already got you've already put your tag you in it um, and oh not too many in the 20s so I'm going to go just right there 25 it's uh, actually uh, actually number 45 for me it's number 45 on the off, list off 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 I'm not yeah. getting pretty close there Closer than the last couple, but but not. Uh, I was definitely on the right side of fifty. Yes, yeah. you know. Yeah, not. yeah, forty-five on the list. Um, so what pitch is right there for you? Um, it's. I mean, I, I loved it the first time I saw it, and uh, it's consistently been good. And it's not like, you know, compared to the, some of the movies that are much higher, it's not like a movie that I, I got to see it watching over and over again all the time, but. It's always fun to watch. Always love it. I love the originality of it. Um, and, uh, you know, Jim Carrey does a great job in it. I think it's overall, it's, a, you know, the originality. The fact that you show, show people being fake, you know, because it's just a TV show, basically. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's a great one. Um, and um, so, Paul, do you have anything to plug? Uh, we know, um, there are a number of, uh, I want to look at different movies similar to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned Ed TV before. I think it was a great movie, but it's very similar. Yeah. Um, and this Ed TV was about a, a, a normal guy who decides to let people film him 24 mm-hmm. 7. Was it McConaughey? Yeah, it was McConaughey. Yeah. Um, so it was another in the, uh, you know, 24 7 reality type TV show. Yeah. It was definitely absolutely different tone because of yeah. that. However, this is almost science fiction in its tone. And I, I think I mentioned before The Prisoner. Yeah. Uh, the 1960s version from British uh, TV, you know, starring Patrick McGowan. I'd look at that. Mm-hmm. Very, very similar themes, mm-hmm. uh, both in the, the town and uh, the isolation and the control. Mm-hmm. And I recommend people look up the prisoner. Okay. Okay. Um, and my plug is uh, not necessarily something related to this, but I just finished rewatching uh, Community oh. uh, on Netflix, which it's now on. It's on Netflix and Hulu and I think Prime also. But uh, I mean, I've seen it when it was on. Just finished rewatching the entire thing in about a week. Um, and Community is. You, what you you mean? You watched the entire multiple se- seasons in yeah. a week? Oh yeah, yeah. What have you been doing? Just watching that? isolation. Oh, that's right. We are in isolation. Yeah. Other than school, it's isolation. Community. If you like meta humor, I love community. I have if, not seen an episode of it probably in a couple of years, but uh, 
Yeah. Definitely one of my favorite TV shows. Nothing, nothing is more meta than Community. Oh, the, the animated episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the Dungeons and Dragons. The Dungeons and Dragons. The paintball. The paintball. The yeah. multiple paintball. Right, right. Uh, uh, who was the actor that they have the statue for? Horner? Oh yeah, it's uh, Louis, uh, Louis, Louis, Louis Guzman. Yeah, so many. And they waited a couple of years before he actually was on the show. Yes, yeah, before he actually showed up. Um, so they do so many good, smart things, mm-hmm. well written stuff there. Uh, yeah, uh, very good show. Yeah, the um, the um, the one I think we've talked about it before, but the one joke they had that took three years to pay off was Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, yeah. Yeah, um, the first Halloween episode, they one, one said the word Beetlejuice. A year later, next Halloween, they said Beetlejuice again. And then the third year, they said Beetlejuice, and a guy dressed like Beetlejuice walks by in the background. Yeah. It took three years to do that joke. And, uh, yeah, community's amazing. You know, I, I was reading something about uh, that when it was on, Dan Harmon said, six seasons and a movie. Right, right. right. It was like a joke or whatever. Right, right. That he, it was possibly intentional. Right. And uh, they've done six seasons, right? And there's no movie yet, but he's working on Rick and Morty right now, right? So maybe there will be a movie. Yet. And, the, and the hashtag at the end of the, the final episode was hashtag and a movie and a movie. Yeah, it's a great show. If you haven't seen it, it's I forgot how great it was. And it's the only disappointment I had with it is apparently uh, the fallout with Chevy Chase. I mean, I, yeah, I think he's yeah. a great guy, a great actor, and right. played a great character, but apparently. The personalities could not work. Yeah, yeah. And he had to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is sad because uh, I thought it, I thought that should have brought him way back to the front for everybody. Mm-hmm. Instead, uh, nope. Yeah, couldn't do it. Yeah, but yeah, great show if you haven't seen Community. It's it's great. Um, and then uh, so it's time to talk about next week. Uh, next week it's. Um, Hide your drugs in the trunk of your Buick LeSabre. Um, watch an episode of A Reason to Love and put two in the head and you know they're dead. Next week, we're going to talk about the movie Nurse Betty. Nurse Betty. Uh, it's a movie that I think a lot of people who listen to this don't necessarily know. You know, I know of it. I think I might have seen it or seen parts of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't really remember. Yeah. This could be one that I actually have. I may have gotten Mixed up with the gun and Betty Lou's handbag, which uh, oh, okay. another movie with maybe similar at- maybe. actress, as I recall. Because I think when we mentioned this, sure, during the podcast, I think you might have said we said the same thing. I don't think you've maybe you haven't seen this. It has I may uh, not have. I may not seen as Renee Zellweger, uh, Craig Kinnear. Uh, once I watched Chris it, I Chris Rock, Morgan Freeman, and Aaron Eckhart. I like all those actors. Yeah, um, I don't know we will be together and. So after I watch it, it may be the I come back and say, you know what, I haven't seen it before. Yeah, and it's a very smart movie, uh, very dark comedy, very smart movie. And uh, so next week we're going to be doing Nurse Betty on 100 Movies I Love. 100 Movies You Love. Truman? Honey, are you okay? Get in. Truman? Fuck. What? I predict that in just a moment, we will see a lady on a red bike, followed by a man with flowers, 
and a Volkswagen Beetle with a dented fender. Truman, please. Look. Lady. Flowers. And this is silly. There it is! There it is! There's the dented beetle! Yes! Ooh! <laughs> 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 Don't you want to know how I did that? I'll tell you. They're on a loop. They go around the block. They come back. They go around again. They just go around and around. Round and round. You know, I invited Rita and Marlon for a barbecue on Sunday. I'm going to make my potato Sunday. salad, and I need you to remind me that we need more charcoal. Are you listening to a word I'm saying? You're upset because you want to go to Fiji, is that it? Okay. Okay, go. I think you should save for a few months, and then go. There. You happy now? I'm gonna go take a shower. Let's go now. I'm ready to go now. Why wait? <laughs> Early bird gathers no moss. Rolling stone catches the worm, right? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Where shall we go? Where shall we go? Synchronized, don't you agree? You're blaming me for the traffic? Should I? 